0: One witch is powerful. A coven of witches is unstoppable. Want to go deeper in your craft with the support of your basic witches? Then join our coven on Patreon. We have three tantalizing tiers
1: with ad free episodes, shout outs on the pod, monthly card pulls, and girl talk where you get to connect with us one on two.
0: So, are you a basic witch, boss witch? or our best witch we can't wait to see you in the coven hexo hexo basic witches basic
1: witches I mean we're witches <laughs> basically
0: Hey, witch, it's Rach. You've really gotten to know me and I want to get to know you. Enroll in my virtual self-love course, Learn to Fucking Love Yourself, and we'll connect one-on-one in your complimentary coaching call. Learn to Fly is a crash course that'll heal your entire internal world. It covers inner child work, cord cutting out the bullshit from your life, Marie kondo your mind, and tactical exercises that will teach you how to enjoy being you. Read the stellar reviews and enroll at rachelleforrest.com slash learn to fly. Let's get high on self-love, baby. Hey, witches. Leah here. You
1: know, my all-time favorite thing to talk about is manifestations, synchronicities, and going for the goals. So if you're ready to put your feminine energy in the front seat and whoa manifest some sh- Wait, are you really going to bleep out sh- I can't say sh- This is my f- commercial. Anyway, What are you waiting for? It's Knauer never. Join my four-week manifestation course, buy my deck, art, and more by going to www.leahknauer.com. L-E-A-H-K-N-A-U-E-R.com.
0: What's up, basic witch? No. (laughs) (laughs) They're not the basic witches. They are.
1: (laughs) Whatever witches whatever witches are listening. Hey, hey ha-
0: happy witchy Wednesday. I'm Leah Knauer. I'm Rachel LaForest and we are your basic witches. Today in the <laughs> studio we have spiritual hypnotherapist Moira Michelle. She goes by Michelle, but as you'll hear, Moira is her Gaelic name because she is an Irish witch
1: Mm mm-hmm and we all wore red she actually looks like ariel Mm -hmm. with her beautiful red hair um and we're all we all have good luck
0: now i think for the whole year good karma because the day we're recording this is the lunar new year um so we're celebrating that and you can see her red hair and the wig i wore and the red leah wore if you become a patron. You get access to the episodes before they come out with no ads and the video. So you get to see how the magic is made.
1: And you even get to girl talk with us. We're actually headed to do that right after this. And it's where we connect with you on video and pull cards with you and just check in with you spiritually. And it's so fun. We love you so much. So if you wanna get in on that goodness, be sure to go to our Instagram at basicwitches. Follow us and then hit the link in our bio where you can do all kinds of good stuff. Join our Patreon, come to our full moon Zoom circles, buy some merch. And leave us a five-star iTunes review.
0: And after this episode, check out our friend Katie's show, Crying Behind Sunglasses. Katie Doll takes a deep dive on mental health, self-care, and all those deep, dark things that go on in our brains. <laughs> Katie
1: has actually been my friend for years, and I love her show. We've both been on it, and it was so fun. And it's so important to talk about mental health, so we know you're going to love it. She's a part of the Soulfire fam. So listen to Crying Behind Sunglasses after you enjoy this amazing episode with Miss Witch Michelle.
0: When I was getting ready, I was like, oh, I want to wear my wig because I know you're really into costumes and wigs. And then, of course, we, we connected, and here you are in this gorgeous, vibrant red.
2: Yeah, and all
1: three of us wore red in some capacity today. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's a year of good luck for us, year of the ox. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay, so tell
0: us more. You were saying today... Oh, I
2: know, I know nothing further. Well, <laughs> but the day, the day uh, we're recording this right now is mm-hmm. the
0: Lunar New
2: Year hmm. Right. So my husband is Asian-American, so we celebrate the, the Lunar New Year. I love it. And you said <laughs> By having dinner and wearing red. You said it's
1: good luck to <laughs> yeah. wear red. And we all just like did that. Or I did that without I knowing. I know, right? That's, yeah, I did
0: that without <laughs> knowing, too. Good juju. So, Michelle, um, you said your husband is Asian-American and you're Irish-American, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. But so tell us. So
2: so yeah my last name is actually win you probably know i've seen it n-g-u-y-e-n if you're in one of the coastal cities you get that last name but when people see my name they uh they assume like maybe i'm i'm asian-american and so when the irish girl rolls up (laughs) they're really not expecting that (laughs) and how did you like end up in america you grew up in ireland yeah, I grew up in Ireland, and uh, it ended up being for work. So I did this uh, graduate program. So I went back to college later. I'm um, in my twenties, and then when I was coming out of my master's, uh, there was um, this graduate program they wanted Irish companies who wanted to grow overseas, and so I applied, and then I was um, I was hired by a company who were working with the Cleveland Clinic, and I basically was there for two years in their innovations department, doing all the business development and like account management stuff all that corporate stuff
0: oh wow and then and then you end up becoming a spiritual hypnotist
2: (laughs) i know who could have seen it not even myself (laughs) and, and what does that mean um so so you i really enjoyed that you know i i grew up from very humble beginnings uh very rural house in a field uh <laughs> nothing else around wow. and you know i always also had like an idea i, I needed to get out of there because I, I just i'm a city person i'm a people person and there was none of that in sligo mm. i'll tell you <laughs> wait is sligo. Like, sligo it's called wait isn't yeah. that where normal people is set yeah it is actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> holy shit I, I, read the, if... <laughs> I read the book and saw the series and
0: i love both of them
2: yeah, I don't know if people are having that much sex in Sligo. I, I assume that they, they they are, but I've never. I can't never confirm it for myself. <laughs> so that wasn't normal. What happened in
0: normal people? Abnormal. I don't people. know. Uh... Okay, so you grew up in this. Mm-hmm. I know what mm-hmm. the town is like. I think small town. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, not even a small town, like not even a village. Like, it's it's like, Fields. you know, the field. And so I had this beautiful view of the Atlantic Ocean that, that I grew up Whoa. with. And like, it was at the foot of Ben Bolden Mountain, which is the, uh, the poet uh, William Butler Yeats. He wrote all this poetry about this area. It's paradise, a very rainy, rainy paradise, mm. <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, so I couldn't wait to get out of there, if I'm being honest. Wow. <laughs> and then, when how did like uh-huh. when did
0: you start getting spiritual?
2: So, <clears throat> growing up Catholic, I always uh, I, I, that never sat that well with me. I didn't get it. My mother was extremely uh, religious and my father was not. And so we would go to mass on Sunday and there would be this essence of, you know, you've got to go to mass or you won't, you'll go to hell or something. And I was like, hold on. My parents are going to the same place eventually. (laughs) We're all going to the same place. So it it helped me to sort of question um, the whole basis of religion. and then as a teenager once so I was going to mass every Sunday until I left home basically and so the minute I got out of home got out of all that uh, I was really rejection of anything religious you know I was going towards agnosticism I wouldn't call myself an atheist I always had this belief in something but it didn't really I didn't really care for it just you know mm-hmm. I was in my 20s I was like I don't care about anything all I want is like some drinking money <laughs> so <laughs> so um so really just wasn't wasn't really focused on that at all and really it was it was more like in my late 20s when i started to come around to that uh it's funny actually because uh when i came to cleveland so when i came first was really hard to make friends but when i came back to to be here permanently you know myself and my husband got married uh i was living in london at the time and we were long distance we got married in ireland and i came back and at that time i was like okay if, we, if we're going to stay here, we need to make friends. And it was like my my business was to make friends. And I made friends with this. Uh, one of my things is I love dressing up vintage. I love dressing up, <laughs> period. Yeah. But I love dressing up vintage. And so I met this uh, woman, and she ran a uh, vintage reproduction clothing store. And so this became one of my favorite spots. And she became a really good friend. And she was quite spiritual we didn't really talk about it but i knew she was and then i i think my awakening was starting to happen by myself at that point but not around other people so then she she decides that she wants to open a witchcraft store and uh she says that she's had this idea for a while so she closes down her her um her vintage reproduction store and she goes into witchcraft and I remember saying oh I guess that means I'm gonna have to be a witch now <laughs> oh. doing it. <laughs> and, um, and at the same time she introduced me to another friend and this friend invited me to a um she was at a get-together she's like I did this little gathering and I was kind of mysterious and what it essentially was was a um a spiritual mastermind. It was Liza who you've met, Rachel. Oh, cool. And so when I went there, uh, I didn't know what to expect or anything. I didn't know at all. So she had a little exercise and we all made notes and I don't even remember what the exercise was. But the person would speak and then we would all, you know, just draw from our wisdom. And so I was like, okay, I have to go. So anyway, when I started to talk, uh, people were like, "Michelle, we didn't know that you're into this stuff," and I was like, "Into what?" <laughs> this is just my thoughts, you know. Yeah. And then, and then they were like, "Okay, Michelle, you got to go home." And so I did. I went home and I devoured, you know, Way Dyer and Abram Hicks and Louise Hay and all of these people, and each each led into the next mm-hmm. one. And um, and so that was really the start of my spiritual awakening was uh was really that that day and finding out that it was a thing that these these beliefs and thoughts that i had were 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 something yeah (laughs) other people thought them you know so would you say you were like
1: (laughs) already a witch
2: and that was just you kind of waking up um yeah well i don't know if i i personally sort of identify so much as a witch because uh because I don't like identifiers like Mm. that, like in general. Mm -hmm. But in in the essence of the word, yes, I am.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We've had a fair amount of guests who have that same feeling.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, am I a healer? Absolutely. Did I know back at the time? No. I I do believe that you know the great awakening is happening now, mm. and I had many life courses. I could be back in Sligo with a bunch of kids, you know, with a bunch of mm. like, like a twenty-year-old kid, you know, <laughs> getting pregnant at eight, you know. And I think now, like that could have been my my thing. I remember I didn't even want to finish school. I was such a rebel when I was uh, when I was a teenager, and. <laughs> I think about all the different lives, and that that maybe in my life it was that I would be awakened, mm. if if the universe, if the if Earth got to a certain point, and Earth is certainly at a point, right? Mm. <laughs> and so I I actually believe that that my my soul had a couple of well all of our souls have a couple of different directions, uh, but that I I was I was uh, I was to awaken if. If, if I was called, and I was called. Whoa, that's yeah.
0: really interesting. So you think like any of us could be awakened if, if it reaches the point where we're needed in that soul direction, but that there's yeah, multiple well, directions it could go.
2: So when you look at things like the Holocaust, uh, tsunamis, great, uh, you know, really terrible, not great at all, terrible incidents of, of massive death, and you think, you know, God or the universe or Mother Nature, or what's mm. going on? But what happens is those people, uh, they go into that life with an agreement. They know that it's going to happen. And if you think about all of those times, you know, there's always this outpouring of grief and love. The world stops to mourn these big acts of, uh, of, of destruction. And it, it unites us. Mm. And so that's what happens for these, these big, tragic events, is that they are, they are pre, pre-planned. It's, it's not nice to, to think about that way. And, but the people have also said, you know, for the greater good, I'm going to go into this lifetime. And I know that it's going to be cut short of whatever time. And so I believe that, you know, so, so in the soul world, before we incarnate, we get to choose when we incarnate. And we get to choose, mm. well, the, we're, we get help choosing the life, but we agree to it fully. And so we get to choose, uh, will I be willing to die for the greater good if it comes to a certain point? Mm. And so is you have this life. Made? That is cho- choices made before you incarnate. And so you'll get to go to, diff- people call it different things, but it's, it's like the... The, the room of, of where you choose your, your your life and your your spirit guide is going to take you there. Uh, so you'll express uh, a desire to, to incarnate. And so your spirit guide and this is not like your your soul team or the spirit guides that you call on all the time. This is a very specific soul guide and they're they're really in charge of your ascension so when people meet the soul guide so when i I take people on journeys to meet the soul guide they're always like why are they so stern (laughs) (laughs) because they always just tend to be like a little pissed off that you're there because they're like you're supposed to be out living your life you know but okay (laughs) i knew i knew you were coming (laughs) um because i've designed it that way and, um, and so they're like your teacher, your principal, your ascension um, uh, sort of leader. And so they, um, you'll express to them and they'll bring you uh, to see, th- they'll kind of say, okay, what's going on on earth? Where could this person incarnate that is the best for their, the life lessons that they want? Okay, this is and-
0: so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel totally opposite. And it's actually uh-huh. what I'm working on in therapy right now, um, mm-hmm. healing childhood wounds, but I have felt this from a very early age that I did not choose this and that I wouldn't, that I feel confident. I feel like I know it in my soul that I mm-hmm. wouldn't choose this life. And that's coming from like a white privileged person. So I can only imagine like, well, I don't know, not even talking about anyone else, but about myself, like I... I fully believe I didn't choose this. So, like, do you have clients like
2: me, or what? What would you say to that? Hey, most people, really. Because I, I help, I help people <laughs> who who are looking for therapy, right? So they're like, well, "What the fuck's going on in my life? Why on earth would I choose this?" Mm. But here's the thing: is that we want to experience everything. That's what karma is. Karma is not like revenge or anything. It's just about experiencing everything. And so, if you've had very attentive. Uh, parents in previous lives and it's been so easy to love those parents maybe you want to learn unconditional love so you choose parents who are abusive or um, neglectful or something like that and so yeah we we choose a lesson that we we need and the other thing is is that our childhood wound our childhood wound is that's a thing we have to overcome and that's also going to be our gift that we're Mm -hmm. going to bring to the world it's so hard if you to grew accept, up?
1: because I've been working is. through this stuff as well. It's really hard so, to accept, but we're all given like what we're given.
2: Well, here's the thing, right? Have you ever met someone that's not fucked up from their childhood? Yes, <laughs> no, it's yeah, like everybody. It's strange. My boyfriend, oh, your, your partner. Every- <laughs> everybody's got something, you know, you know, if you're, if you come through a bad childhood, then it's obvious, right? But then you have people coming through great childhoods and they still have that thing. I've got to impress the person. I've got to, you know, I need the approval. I can't, I, you know, I need all the accolades. I, I, whatever it is. Right. But say for example, I had a tough time with belonging when I grew up because, most of my family were different than me. I'm more of an extrovert and they were introverts and my mom was real quiet. And so I kind of, I identified with my dad, but he was kind of disengaged, he drank a bit. And so, so I kind of felt like a little bit of lack of belonging. And so now, now that I've overcome, and you know, we're all in the stage of overcoming, mm-hmm. um, that I've overcome a lot of that, I love to bring people together. I yeah, love wait, to be shit. able to, like, create spaces of belonging.
1: Does the overcoming ever end? Or is it just always?
2: It's a ladder. I mean, you're okay. going gonna to overcome that thing, but then you're going to find the next thing. <laughs> and as we, as we ascend... Oh. Yeah, I just <laughs> wrote about that in my morning pages today. I was like, I
0: thought I healed it, but I guess there's yeah. another layer that's deeper. It's like a boomerang. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's never ending.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we can we can have moments, you know, there's, there's moments when we meditate or when, uh, you know, in the trance state, like in hypnotic state, you can mm-hmm. get close to pure love. And that's what we're trying to get close to. That's what ascension is, is, is if you can realize that it's you were just pure love and that nothing else really matters, while mm-hmm. still being in the human body, in the human experience, not spiritually bypassing any of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm gonna get there <laughs> you know it's, yeah. that's 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 what we're we're going for but there's you know this is the challenge of, of life that we mm-hmm. have to we have to look at the challenge with the relish that you know this is going to bring me this is mine to overcome mm-hmm. yay mm-hmm. you know every step mm-hmm. brings me closer to ascension it's all wow. about mindset
1: sounds like
2: yeah, yeah. I'm s- when you're in the thick of it, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's hard. I think because I'm I'm working on it right now, it's so deep right now, like it's yeah. hard to see out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's very like existential. Like it feels so sure. It feels so sure to me, Michelle, that I would yeah. not choose to have <laughs> the human experience at all. Where would you rather be? Not existing. Just like in <laughs> the ether? Like just just a never version here. of the universe that exists where i just never was a part of it but if
1: it. you were never here you wouldn't be able to help all the people that you've helped
0: i know but i'm like they would be okay i'm not <laughs> that <laughs> and it's and it's so weird because like i i am an optimistic nihilist i take like mm-hmm. i'm like oh i'm going to make the most of it now that i am here and i i'm not i'm not trying to end it but i just think that i wouldn't have done it if i had the choice so, cuz there's so much here's... pain there's so much pain, mm-hmm. not even just for me. I feel like for everyone, and it hurts to see it and feel it. And I'd hurt for all humans, especially women. Uh,
2: mm. y- you know the the difficulty, like the true root of the difficulty, is that our spirit it's it's the density of the human body, mm. and our spirit that's what makes everything hard. So in the soul world. A lifetime can pass in two or three days. Mm. So before you go, you're like, "It's just two days. Yeah, oh. sure. I'll take it. <laughs> I do that. And then I'll you take- get here. And then you've got like oh, 90 years of it when you get here. <laughs> so you're like, yeah, sure. Look, at let me just for this life, I'll take the abusive mother, the absent <sighs> father, the chronic condition, mm. the, you know, son who commits suicide. Mm. Yeah. you are like, I-, I want a fast track. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give and people are taking on too much.
0: Mm. Whoa. That, that whole like time shift just helped me understand your point of view more. Because yeah, mm. if you... If you were in a soul world where time moves much faster, you'd think it was nothing, the human experience. Yeah. You'd be like, I could do another round. Mm-hmm. Oh, man.
2: Yeah. I'm and annoyed. Actually,
0: <laughs> maybe next I'm time you know, I'll you'll uh, come back
2: <laughs> as someone
1: who does want to be
2: here. Yeah. And here's the thing also, don't mean to freak you out with this one, but if you're if you chose this body of Rachel... If you chose this body, because you're like, you know what? I want to kind of a, a dense, heavy body. I don't mean weight-wise, but I mean soul, ego-wise. I want to really, really be able to, like, merge with her and have her love her life. And, to, you know, this is my challenge. If you don't do that in this life, mm. it only gets harder in the next Damn one.
0: Damn it! <laughs> Damn it, Michelle! Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I, I, I get that. So you're a
1: spiritual hypnotist. I have a lot of Mm -hmm. questions. What does that mean? What does that look like? And like, yeah. How did you get into that? Yeah,
2: well, so I just started out with, well, I started out with life coaching, actually, Mm. with a spiritual kind of life coaching, how people, having people to identify what they want, their dream, and then build that life. And then I felt like I wanted there was something else to add to it. And then I came across a hypnotherapy. And so at the time, my business was called Mindset Mastery, because mindset is everything. Change your mindset, change your life, all that stuff. And then as I, as I began, and from the very first regression that I ever did on someone, I just knew this was for me. Mm. That very first regression, I remember she had a relationship problem, work problem. We resolved it. She got out of that relationship, she met her new guy immediately, and they're still together. <gasps> oh, I have so many goosebumps. <laughs> so <fun. laughs> and that was my first ever regression. And from then on, I was like, ah, this is me, this is what I'm here for. Wow. And so, as it went on, what, the turnabout the, the, the was, you know, where it was like, in, the, in this like straight as an arrow kind of like clinical hypnotherapist route. It's the subconscious mind and your alpha and theta and delta wave, blah, blah, blah. And so what I realized is not that I was talking to the subconscious mind, but I was talking to the soul. Mm. I was like, this work is deep soul healing. This is not just like, hey, let's like shimmy around some memories. Mm. This is what like goes way deeper and so the, the, the sessions that really, that I loved, you know, at the start, I was like, oh, everyone come, like I'll do ever, anything, anything you want, you want change, uh, come, uh, I can do that. <laughs> but the sessions that really got me excited was where there was a, a connection with your higher self. I remember, I remember this one session and uh, it was where the woman, we go back into scenes and she looked in at this picture of herself as a kid. She's like, that's not me. And I was like, well, who is it? She's like, well, it's me, but it's not me. It's not this cute girl with, like, blonde hair and pigtails. Like, that's not me. I'm way more powerful than that. And I said, okay. I want you now to go out of your living room, go down the hallway, go to the bathroom, and now you want you to look in the mirror tell me what you see. Mm-hmm. And she said, I see a warrior. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and she described to me the warrior, and I was like, you know, ask the warrior. This person was coming in for a food intolerance, (laughs) like very something that's not like typically like, you know, life changing spiritual. Uh, But she was like, you know, it was there to get like her attention and stuff. And she that that resolved. Mm. And so she was able uh, to, to, you know, merge with that spirit of the warrior and um, and to bring that that warrior into her life every day. I was like, I want more of those. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, okay, but I don't think they all have food intolerances. So what's the, uh... <laughs> how do I say, hey, I want to. So deep soul healing was what I, I decided that was like my specialty area. That's what I wanted mm. to do. People who, who were spiritual and they knew there was a higher self and wanted to be in touch with that person. And people come in for, you know, there's all different reasons, but these people know that they were, they're were they here for that are for really like something bigger, something bigger mm-hmm. than themselves. And so um, then then uh, past life regression also interested me. Uh, I thought, you know, that will um, sort of attract the kind of person I want to work with too. Would love when I w- the clients would spontaneously go there. But everything changed when I found this book. So I, I have a subscription to audiobooks and then once a month they give you a free book. And it's usually, you know, it's kind of like that bargain basement that's beside the register with all the old, <laughs> yes. old, like, romance novels and stuff. But I'm like, hey, mm. a free book. I'm going to I'm gonna look through it. So I found this book, and it was called Journey of Souls. And I was like, oh, that might be my, my kind of thing. So I start to listen to it. And basically, if you've ever wondered what happens after you die, someone wrote it in the book, like, back in the 90s. <laughs> I was like... How, how does this exist how is this not like taught in schools and so the book was by uh dr michael newton is he a doctor i think so but so his story is um yeah. he was clinical hypnotherapist <gasps> you know just uh like respectful you know that, that whole like society like the doctors uh, respect you and everything you know that sort of like scientific angle that like mm-hmm. it's a subconscious mind uh, which is all true by the way and so one day he was in a session and the, the, his client said, I'm just so lonely. And he was like, well, you're with your family here. Like, why are you so lonely? She's like, no, I'm, I'm lonely for my other family, mm. my soul family. He's like, what? <laughs> and, so, and so he's like, okay, tell me more. And so she starts to talk about her soul family in the soul world in between the incarnations so he's intrigued, and then he sort of then starts to to find more clients and and to bring them into the soul world and uh, then he writes the book after actually funny after all this so this just kind of like spread locally he didn't even like advertise it that much he wrote the book after he retired and he had to come out of retirement afterwards because everybody was just beating a path to his door (laughs) saying I want this and so he wrote a couple of more books and uh, (laughs) he he wrote the handbook for hypnotherapists like Mm -hmm. if you want to do it he wrote out everything this is how you do it basically you know we're only facilitators the mind knows exactly we're just helping to people to remember mm-hmm. and so this was a game-changer and funny after that my first client so then I went and had a session because you got to go and experience this right mm. so I went and I did that and the next session directly after that was where um, my client spontaneously went to the soul world
0: mm. wait what do you mean and so
2: that was like this is what I'm here for
0: what do you mean <laughs>
2: like without yeah. her even regressing them they went straight to so, the past life stuff
0: oh yeah
2: so the, the idea was for this particular client I you know the things he was saying to me I said you know I think a past life regression will be the best thing for you normally I he he was actually a returning client so I had and normally I start everyone with the subconscious work I kind of view it as you know you're in your boat and that's your lifetime and before you go you know checking out the other boats that are the the other lifetimes you want to plug up your boat so I always kind of recommend someone to do the subconscious work stuff or subconscious work first and so then when you've got then you also want a context so you know your life but you don't know previous lives and so if you're going to go and like be uh, the memories of all of your eternal soul you want some context for a previous lives so i usually start with the subconscious mind and heal anything the child wounds and all that then i'll go to past lives and we'll go through sometimes there's like mad stuff happens there spirit attachment releases mm. and stuff like that and then we go to the soul world and so this client just went straight to the soul world. You know? Mm, so wow. I was like, okay, you, you know exactly where you're supposed to be going. And uh, the spirit guide, he was like, oh, I seen her in my garden the other day. Oh my God. Wait. Wait, he, yeah. He had like he had sort of seen her. He had a vision of her. You know, people have strange dreams <gasps> coming up to the session. Uh you know, it's cool. uh yeah
0: like their brain yeah. is
2: preparing. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: Shit. Mm-hmm. I had a really crazy dream last night and I was like, I wonder if this will have anything to do with the episode we're recording today. And it was the yeah. the most vivid dream right before I woke up and it was war. I was in a war speaking of warrior. <laughs> And, Mm -hmm. um, it, it did kind of seem like the civil war, like maybe it was in the sixties or sorry, Mm -hmm. that was way earlier, but you know what I mean? It still felt like the civil war in the, in the fifties and sixties. Um, and like I saw really crazy shit. I saw a man like drive a red truck through a house and out the other side and then drink laundry detergent. Like he was going (gasps) mad. I I had to like shoot people that were driving by. And then I had, and then I thought about in the dream how, oh my gosh, their whole life was just leading up to me having to shoot them in this war Mm. on behalf of equality.
2: Um, Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, that's. this does sound like it could be a previous life, and it could lead to some of your your guilt, um, if you if you were a soldier in a past mm. life. You know, I've just had other a, warrior dreams yeah.
0: too that listeners have heard about. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, well, but then so you, this time you're a spiritual warrior, spiritual <laughs> gangster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so
0: do your clients have like crazy dreams before readings? You said.
2: Um, Sometimes. Uh, I know I, whenever, a couple of weeks, maybe months ago, I was having these crazy dreams coming up to a session with a client. Uh, This was, I knew it was going to be a spirit uh, releasement. Hmm. And so uh, let me just detail. So spirit releasement is where a spirit attaches to you or an entity attaches to you. And there's different types of entities. You have earthbound entities, which are uh, people who have transitioned but didn't go back towards the light. And then you have dark force entities. They've never had um, they've never had uh, a, a body, and uh, and some and not all of them are even dark forces, but they're they've just never had a body of their own. So the universal rule is one body, one soul. And so we choose a body. It becomes ours. We're incarnated into it. When we die, our soul leaves the body and it goes back towards the light, back towards the soul world. Now, if something happens, like a traumatic death or even a traumatic life, life of addiction, something like that, it can, it can really cloud uh, the soul. So the soul will believe for whatever reason that it can't go towards the light. Or it might decide that it loves its family so much that it wants to stick around to be near them. Uh, It might, it might have sinned so much that uh, it can't, uh, it can't go back towards the light because it believes that like it's, it's bad and it can't be, um, can't be forgiven. And um, and different reasons like that. Addiction Mm -hmm. can really, you know, discombobulate. And and so those people will look for a spirit to attach to. And so when, when people are open, uh, like this guy, I was telling you that I had the dreams about, so... He went on an acid trip and so if you're not in your body you're leaving it open for other spirits to come in and these spirits did come in during his acid trip it was it was the spirits of a, a brother and a sister and they had sex in in their lifetime and they believed that they had sinned so much that they just could not go uh, back into the soul world they wouldn't be forgiven so we we were able to forgive them myself and the client we, we forgave the 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 spirits and then we called in Archangel Michael and he just helped them back towards the light. And it's not, so and so bumps. That's crazy. Yeah. Heavy. Th- I mean, this guy had been in and out of psych hospital and everything for a year and a half, uh, mm. before he found me uh, diagnosed schizophrenic. Mm. Uh, it, it's funny because in it's not funny, but, <laughs> but, um, you know, in, in the, the regular hypnotherapy world dealing with schizophrenia is a no, no, it's just very different. And so at this point, I was just starting to come into my my spiritual um, hypnotherapy and um, pedigree or whatever. And so uh, so his girlfriend calls me up and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's an attachment. Yeah, the voice is, yeah, it's an attachment. And so he, he goes, and then I was like, wait, don't they call that schizophrenia? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <And> <laughs> isn't that the thing I'm not supposed to do? <laughs> but I was like, no, <laughs> no, it's a spirit attachment. I'm going to release it. And so... Um, if I had of, you know, really thought, like, and an ascribed to all of the, the Western medicine uh, definitions and everything, I might have been like, oh, maybe I will, maybe I won't. But because I was like, yeah, of course we got to get rid of these voices. This guy deserves sovereignty. This is his body. This is his soul. These souls need to leave. And so, yeah, in the runoff to that session, I was having all these dreams about vanquishing demons and all this sort of stuff. It was all really, uh, it was really um, reinforcing, but it was still where I'd wake up and be like, okay, (laughs) I think that was a message. (laughs) Whoa. Mm -hmm. Oh, (laughs) this is, so like, okay, now I
0: have questions about, about that. Like, do you think schizophrenia is misunderstood or certain mental health disorders as we call them absolutely yeah Yeah.
2: you know in the shamanic tradition when someone shows signs of schizophrenia they get to go and be an apprentice with the shaman it's a sign of the shaman uh, coming out yeah it's it's um it's just uh these attachments can happen to very spiritually open people you know we go in When we go into meditation, you know, you're like, I want to connect with source. I want to connect with someone. Then the wrong spirit can hear that and can enter. Mm. And so a lot of very sensitive souls uh, get these uh, spirit attachments. And these Mm. attachments often mean no harm. Often they come in to protect. You know, when you're Mm. a kid, they come in to protect you. I had an attachment myself and it was from a way a previous lifetime, a medieval kind of a, a lifetime with lots of war. And, um, you know, I remember being tortured and there was just so much war and, and death. And so this spirit came in to protect, but what it was doing was protecting me in this lifetime from the threats. Mm -hmm. What are the threats? Uh, Trolls, right? (laughs) That's, (laughs) that's like, you know, as a light worker, that's like the big threat you have in your life is Mm -hmm. trolls coming after you. Internet trolls. And I was like, no, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's like, uh. It's like our, our number one like, like <laughs> scary thing people are coming after us but they can't Double. burn us at the stake anymore. they can't well luckily mm-hmm. in, in in Western world there are still places where, where people especially women suffer but they can't burn us at the stake anymore. Mm-hmm. They can't silence us anymore uh, but they can uh, they can try and silence us with with their trolling, mm-hmm. with their words. Wow. So we have to remember that. Yeah, we are safer than we've ever been before. Mm. Mm. I
1: like that. I've actually mm-hmm. been thinking, this is dark, but I've been thinking a lot about Marilyn Manson because he's been in the news. Are you guys following that? Mm. No. He was yes, he's I am. He's abused mm-hmm. many, 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 many women. Um, it's now a federal case. I mean, it's no surprise. Look at the guy. But speaking of entity, it's like there is some... I believe there's got to be some dark force happening there like he he is a Satanist and I'm just wondering like is he how did he get that way just in general how does someone well, you can get that way.
2: You can see him actually inviting in a spirit like that and thinking it's cool. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yes, know. yeah, yeah. yeah. yes. You okay. know, if we were to, to meditate, we're, we want to channel the source, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're the right kind of witches, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you could see him being like, give me all the power. Mm-hmm. Give me the darkness. I'll do whatever just to be powerful in this lifetime, to be successful, to be wanted, to be needed. You it can see him. So and I don't like to you know assume things about other people but you can see him kind of inviting in something dark Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm.
1: and if he wants that it's like it just makes me feel so helpless that that people like that exist that truly want death and violence and control and i don't know it's like was he did something go wrong in his life or is this the path his soul was supposed to take
2: well, when one attachment comes in, it's a lot more easy for other attachments to come in. Mm. So it could be a thing where when he was a teenager, when he was a kid, he could have had a guardian angel come in. Guardian angel, you know, like might have thought of it as that. Helping him through the the difficult times. Then the guardian angel gets a buddy and the buddy is a little dark. The, 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 this darker sort of angel. That's there for you know, the times where where the angel you know if you think about the devil and the the angel on the shoulder kind of thing so so this spirit comes in and that leads the way that opens the door for more and more and worse and worse um spirit attachments Mm -hmm. dark forces Mm -hmm.
1: yeah Mm -hmm. and of course you know
2: then like then when he when he's there you know the darker and darker feels good to him is it too late when it's gotten Mm -hmm. to that point he might need a few sessions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, might, it might take more than one session. Yeah. But the other, but the other thing is, is that it only works if he is willing to cast right. It out. Right. I mean, I can do my whole thing, but um, if they're like, "Oh no, I kind of like them watching mm, over me. Yeah. They're my angel," mm. uh, then like they're gonna say, "No, I have permission," because mm. all they all need an invitation all of them Mm. need an invitation and sometimes the invitation is explicit like I I, you know the the meditation the Ouija board that's explicit Mm -hmm. but uh, (sighs) if you're if you're an alcoholic if you're taking drugs um, you you know to like a large extent and blacking out and all that that is an invitation Mm. too. it's saying I don't want to be in my body and who knows when you are in that blacked-out state Mm. who are you with who are you making contracts with but here's the thing you can get out mm. of any contract you have sovereignty
0: mm. mm-hmm. <sighs> so do you do you find that almost everyone needs
2: spirit releasing in your sessions uh no um there is there's some people who think that everybody has spirit attachments. And the other thing is that some of them can just come and go. Mm. Uh, some are ancestors, uh, people who have passed before, uh, mm. just kind of observer kind of things. And, and they, um, they don't, uh, they're not malevolent, so they just... Uh, they, they come, you know, if you look at a phase in your life and you're like, geez, what was going on with me there? Uh-huh. Um, or have you ever heard of these spontaneous recoveries from addiction? You know where someone said, I just woke up and that was it. I was done with drinking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh, people who, who have, have addiction in life and then they get disoriented, you know, when they when they pass, they can attach to addicts because they still have the addiction. And so they can, they can bring the addiction on even more. Mm. Yeah.
0: Damn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, so how long are the sessions? What is a session like as the client experiences it?
2: Yeah, so a session with me will last anywhere from two to four hours, usually around three hours. Whoa. And um, and so, you know, we'll do like an intake, a chat, and uh, I'll find out some, some stuff. And it, it depends. Every session is mm. different because ultimately the mind knows exactly where it wants to go. With the subconscious stuff, you know, I have I have lots of people just call, lifting the phone and saying, hey, I want to quit smoking, get more confident or whatever. When people come, like... People say to me on the phone, like, I just, I feel like I know you. Everything just feels right right now. And I always know that those sessions are going to be kick-ass. Those sessions are going to, you know, any attachments, boom, gone. Uh, All the subconscious stuff, gone. And maybe even, you know, like the higher self showing up, like that Mm -hmm. real spiritual like um, upgrade
1: happening Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what's your like first for someone who wants to dip their toes in this what's like the uh, easy way to start I don't know if easy is the right word
2: (laughs) um Yeah, probably like reading, reading the books. So here's, here's one thing, uh, is that after, after a person's first past life regression session. So some people say, I know all about life between lives. I want to go to the soul world and I want to have all these experiences. So let me tell you about the soul world. You, um, You get to experience the oneness, the unity to not be separate. You know, the way we we get that on an intellectual level. Mm -hmm. So we get to actually feel that and know it at an emotional soul level. So that's the first experience. Then there's you get to go meet your soul family and understand the relationships, understand like your who your parents are and your siblings, your soulmates, that kind of thing. And you get to understand why you picked this life. And then you get to go to this council of elders. And so basically you can ask them any question you've ever wanted to know and they will answer it oh, so like what's oh, going
0: cool. yeah do does the client remember what they said?
2: Oh yeah they yeah. do I, okay. I record it I, I record it as well I'm like this stuff's juicy
0: because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's hard to imagine just being in yeah. a conscious state right now and not in an altered consciousness It's hard to imagine yeah. like what answers would I get mm-hmm. am I just making it up
2: like but it's the client speaking it, right? Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing. You can go to an Akashic record reader, but you got to trust them Mm -hmm. because they're seeing it through their eyes Mm. and you're like, okay, that sounds Mm. cool, but you're not experiencing it for yourself. Mm. And so... So when someone says, I want to go there, I specifically want to go there, I'll either start them on a subconscious uh, one, if if I say, like, we'll talk, if you've got something to clear, let's clear it. And then I recommend two past life regression sessions. The reason is the first past life regression session, you come out and the next day you're like, I think I made it all up. (laughs) And I I always get these messages after like, I I think I made it up. And I'm like, no, you didn't. (laughs) It's just, what is happening is, You know, our mind can't handle conflicting thoughts. And so you have on the one hand, this thought you've had your whole life, which is, it's just me, this is my body, this is, you know, this is my lifetime, I was born this day, these are my parents, this is my life. And so when you go in and and even people who are like, are totally ready for it, and they've read all the books and everything, even they, you know, get like that. Even I get like that sometimes. (laughs) And so, and so, so that's why we'll do that one, and then we'll do another uh, past life regression session. And at the end of that one, uh, we'll go up to the gates of the, the soul world. So you get to experience the unity and the oneness, and we'll meet your spirit guide. And we'll ask your spirit guide if you're able to come back and come through. Some people are too young to do it. Uh, so we have free will. And, um, and so if you're, I, I think if I were to try, uh, so Michael Newton found this, that when you try and bring a 20 year old up, they're like, you ha- your life hasn't even started. Mm. <laughs> there's, there's nothing for you to see here. Um, so, so sometimes you get a message from your soul guide that says, Hey, not, not today, not now, but later. Um, a, a great example of this is a lady. She, she was grieving her husband who had died a couple of years earlier. And when mm. he, she went to the soul world and she got to meet all her soul family and she, she met her husband in his soul suit, so, mm. you know. Uh, and so then she, you know, there's all these people around her soul family and she just knew, you just you just know them and it's it's just feel the love. And there was a person in the corner in the dark and she, you know, she said, oh, there's a person, I can't see them. I said, okay, well, you know, ask them to come forward. She goes, no, I know who it is now. It's my future husband, and I'm not supposed to know who it is. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> because if, we, if she knew who it was, she, that would take away her free will. Wow, and so, and so she you know she would then maybe start to, to like change the course of her destiny uh-huh. um, in a way that's that's not aligned, you know wow, so so that's the that's the process that i that I love to take you mm-hmm. through again, some people just go straight into one or the other, mm-hmm. uh, the mind kind of knows what it wants, and sometimes it's a blend, you know, we're healing something that just goes multiple places that's so cool, but that's that's the most uh um what was the word like planned or the most calm the most uh you know the the ideal kind of journey into it yeah so so your initial question was how does a person first you know the first step on it and so i would say read the books uh the books i recommend are journey of souls by michael newton uh destiny of souls and then for past lives you have uh What's it called? Uh, the Brian Weiss book, uh, Many, Many Masters, Many Lives, Many Masters. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. And, uh, you know, anything else on the subject? Uh, yeah, I have like like a million books back <laughs> here. I don't even remember one now. <laughs> um, yeah, those books are a great start. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, uh, you know, meditating and, and uh, shamanic journeys and things like that. And then mm-hmm. with COVID, are you doing all this virtually now or did it used to be in person? Yeah, most uh, most is online. I still do see one to two people a week here um, in in Ohio in person. Just because, because well, I don't get to see anyone. So I'm like, a, I'm the lowest risk person because I I'm just at home all the time and um, and stuff. So uh, so I do see people who are local in person, but just a very limited number oh I have two I have questions a
0: question right
2: now oh <laughs> okay I'll remember
1: I have a question <laughs> about yeah. the soul family so you know how they say in your dreams every face or person that you see you've seen in real life your brain can't like make up the person so is that the same way in a soul family how someone looks is it someone that you've seen before and you don't even like know it uh
2: you know you people see them differently when you go to the soul world it's not like visually we can't understand that it's not really the earth matter that we know so your mind will make it in whatever form that you need to see it in so very advanced souls will just see energy they'll just sense it and they, they might not even have words for it and they'll know languages that they can't even speak um so when you go and see your soul family it's it's more of a sensation. And sometimes mm. you'll see them, um, you know, I, there'll be a room where you go and you'll see all your soul family. And I'll say, okay, look around and see. And you'll just sense, you'll just know. Uh, so in, in past lives, this as well is like, okay, just study their face, study their mannerisms and see if you know them in this life. And it might be just a flash where you see like your brother's face just be on this woman kind of thing. Or, you know, that your husband's face being on... Um, being on your your father in the other life it's just you sense it Mm. and so when you go into the soul world you can you know you can see them in their soul suit which is just energy you can see auras and colors or you can see uh if your mind needs to see them in the representation of what they were in their life as you as you've known them that's what you'll see them as Mm now i have new questions (laughs) fuck the old ones so
0: how many lives do you think we all live and do we ever stop reincarnating if so what happens then
2: yeah so uh really there's a when we go there you can ask you the council of elders how many lives you have incarnated in and, uh, you know, I got, like, over 800 lives. <laughs> I was, like, 823 lives or something Whoa. that I've been through. Something crazy like that, where I was like, that seems to be weird. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, I think I've always known I'm an old soul. And so you can ask that, are you an old soul or a new soul? A new soul is... Um, it- Things about new souls is that they will often be uh, very driven by the senses because they're new to the body. Mm -hmm. So they're like, oh, I get to do all this stuff. And so they might, they'll be a little immature in the way they think. They won't be at all interested in spirituality. Um, Mm. Just means nothing to them. And, uh, and, and yeah, like a lot about the senses might be like money hungry, love stuff, you know, it's their first time around. They're like, oh my God, I want a car and a pool, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then old souls, actually, you know, when you look at those people who society calls unambitious and, uh, you know, lack of motivation and driven, but they live like really content lives, mm-hmm. those. Those are probably the oldest souls. Mm, whoa. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and also, when we get to the end towards the, um, the ascension, uh, so like that's where we've experienced everything. We can just incarnate as a supporting soul. So, you know, you know, many of us have that feeling like this life is meant for something. Mm-hmm. You know that feeling where you're like, I'm pretty sure this is an important life. And so some t- some lifetimes are more important than the other. Some lifetimes you make a, an agreement that says, "I'm going to be your father in this life and you know, my role is to like really support you because you're going to do something amazing mm. in this life." So, and also, you know if you think those boring old parents <laughs> that <laughs> that like raise these amazing kids, you know, it it could be that, you know, in this lifetime, you know, you're kind of focusing on other people. Uh, you've you've kind of lived through all of your glory days Mm -hmm. and so you're ready now like your soul doesn't need to prove anything Mm -hmm. to anyone and so um so then towards the end uh, towards when you're ascending you might take on roles like that so when i talk about like the council of elders and that spirit guide who is your your teacher type they are they are the, the ascended masters they are so after you have gone through all of these experiences, that's when you become the master and you start to, to mentor uh, these other souls go, go through their ascension. Okay,
0: so you're done being mm. the human experience at that point.
2: Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I
0: think I would look forward to that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to overcome whatever shit's going on yeah. because you're just going to get it worse. That's I know. The- That's the unfairest part is that, you know, if, if, uh, if you say, okay, I want to be able to like, uh, love someone unconditionally, you're going to get a difficult person to love. You're going to, you know, you're going to get like a bad partner or something like that. But the thing is, it's not like a, this, this contract that you've made is only valid until you've overcome it. I was embroiled in this this kind of argument on Facebook recently where they're like no like you know in your contract if you're an an addict you're an addict your whole life and there's nothing you can do about it and I'm like that's rubbish mm. you have free will otherwise what's the point and so, you can overcome, once you overcome it in this life, then, you know, whatever other lessons, that will come. Like, your guides will channel it to you. Okay, you've overcome your, like, lack of belonging. Now it's time for you to overcome your fear of mm-hmm. going out in public, and now it's mm-hmm. time for you to step into the new version of yourself. Mm. Ever, next,
1: own to yeah. the next one. Own to the next one.
2: Right. Yeah. I'm a new soul. Yes. I live in a
0: strange world. Yeah. <laughs> okay now now my other questions um Mm -hmm. so would you call yourself an exorcist in that you remove spirit entities like we've had exorcists on before and it sounds similar Mm
2: -hmm. yeah yeah well that's what my friends (laughs) call. do they (laughs) yeah um for me the word exorcist is just so attached to the religious church and also that movie Mm -hmm. so Mm. it's exorcism is actually way less confrontational Mm. most of these spirits want to leave they might not know that they're dead so yeah there's no pea soup shooting out uh, (laughs) head spinning around or anything it's it's usually i mean you do get very stubborn souls where you got to be really firm with them Mm. but it's it's not like the movie just (laughs) not movies for you right yeah (laughs) uh so so yeah what i do in in those sessions would be would be uh called exorcism cool
0: (laughs) (laughs) but you did say sometimes people speak in tongues or speak in languages they didn't know
2: Mm -hmm. well recently i was in a session where so you can get your soul name so we all have soul names um yeah and my soul name is Mm yana so very easy to pronounce but uh when i asked her what her soul name was she was she was like she could hear it but she's like I need tr- three tongues to be able to speak it. Whoa! <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> well, so you can also incarnate on other planets that are not Earth. Oh so my gosh! Can... It just got yeah. You... <laughs> <laughs> and so, so the, you're going to have different bodies and, and things like that. Uh, so, so really—I mean, I don't want to get into like creationism here, but, but. Uh, as In the soul world, we're learning energy, we're learning the life experience, we're learning energy, and we can create worlds, and so some of these worlds are, are experiments, and so you go and live in this world as an experiment, and some, some worlds are not sustainable, while others like Earth are, are really sustainable. Although then we get into the conversation about the New Earth and the, the Great Awakening. So that's a whole yeah. other thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is there like a soul patient zero, like the first soul who was here? Like, how do we trace that?
2: Um, I don't think there was a soul zero based on this. <laughs> uh, because, you know, if you, if you look at it like the Big Bang, mm-hmm. if they're making a Big Bang... Uh, you know, if, if God or angels or masters or whatever, you know, Thanos, right? If they, if they click their fingers to make Earth, why would they not just, like, make a whole bunch of people? <laughs> just, if you're capable of making Earth, make, like, Mass you know, production. a couple of, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, what my
0: last other question was, what are the most common blocks on the subconscious that you have to clear to plug up that person's lifeboat?
2: Yeah. I'll tell you now, I am not enough. I don't belong. I'm different to everyone else. Mm. I can't have whatever anyone else wants. There's something wrong with me. I'm seeking other people's approval. Really, really deep stuff. Mm. And it always comes out. You know, even like food. It's never about the food confidence it's 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 mm-hmm. uh everything goes deep. You know? mm-hmm. Some people think that they're gonna you know, come in and like I'm just gonna like, you know, wave a pendulum, you know, like in the moose or something and, and they'll stop mm-hmm. smoking. And it's like, no, we gotta go way deeper than that I'm yeah. afraid. <laughs> you know? I can't have you just stop eating cookies just like that. We gotta go in and understand like why. What is it inside of you that is saying, mm-hmm. like, I need to eat my emotions? It's not safe for me to feel emotions. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. It's not safe for me to feel emotions.
0: Oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm working on the I'm not enough one, and I'm, I've I've realized lately, um, I what I want to believe is that I am seen, safe, and supported.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: because I believe I'm not enough or not good enough, I don't feel those those positive things. So I'm working on that. Yeah.
2: And let me explain the difference between affirmations uh, that you know we try and put into our minds in, in everyday life and the same thing. So when I have a session with someone uh, dealing with the subconscious stuff, when we go in and we find the root, and, and here's the thing that people don't um, understand. So most people, most of my clients just need one session. Um, not like 600 years of therapy or not like a big six week thing of Mm -hmm. hypnotherapy. It's just one session because some people need three up to three. Some people need a second one and some people might even need a third one. That's where you have a layered problem. You know, you might have an eating disorder that's on top of your confidence issue. And that's on top of, you know, a parenting thing, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. But for the most part in hypnotherapy, we go into the root. And so if you imagine this problem like like a, like a tree, and so you have this branch here and that's your lack of confidence and this is what looking for approval mm. and this is depression and this is anxiety. Mm. And all you can see all around is this tree wanting to like, take over you. Mm. But if you can get down to the root of that tree and pull out that tree, everything else just changes. Uh-huh. And that all just goes away. And so Hmm. what I do after I do that, after I do that, I want that to be permanent, obviously. Right. And so then I create a recording for my clients. And so that's got all of the conscious programming that you want. And so if you're coming in saying, you know, I'm afraid to, to be visible on social media or something like that, that's going to put in the conscious desires, which are, is that you are safe to be seen on social media. People like you. The people who don't like you don't matter, you know, like those mm. kinds of things. So I create a recording and it's full of affirmations and like programming. It's the new programming of the exact mm. stuff that you want and the stuff that comes up in the session that, that you mm. need on that subconscious level. Now, when you're listening... Or no, when you do, you know, your, your affirmations, you write them out, they're nice. And then you look at them or read them every day. You have your critical mind, the conscious mind saying, girl, you know, that's not true. Oh. <laughs> you know that you can't do that. You're not that person. You know, you know that bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that's your conscious mind and it's, it's not allowing you to, 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 you know, be what you want, to manifest what you want, want, believe what you know, what you want to believe, right? And so in hypnotherapy, we switch off that part of your mind. And so I create this recording, the people listen, it's about like, you know, 15 to 20 minutes long. And they'll listen to that for weeks afterwards. And that makes everything permanent. Mm, mm. And that stuff just goes straight in without that, like, bitchy filter. (laughs) I love that.
0: (laughs) I'm definitely going to need a session. Um, So if Mm. listeners are like me and want to see you, are you available? Are you taking clients? How do we find you? I am.
2: Yeah, the best place to find me is uh, my website, moiramichelle.com. That's M-O-Y-R-A, Michelle M. My m-i-c-h-e-l-l-e that's marimichelle.com my website and then you can follow me on instagram is where i'm like showing up in glam and all the good stuff <laughs> yes <laughs> oh
0: beautiful mm-hmm.
1: Reach, do you have your cards nearby i feel like we should pull a card for the
0: collective oh yeah unless uh oh yeah, yeah unless michelle, michelle you have as into cards
2: yeah i'm into cards i've got my cards. oh right. yeah, yeah hell yeah <laughs> yeah okay.
0: Would so you for I have for the us? most
2: beautiful deck. Yes. Yeah. So I have the most beautiful deck. It's called the Vintage Wisdom Oracle. It's Ooh. so beautiful. So this is the one that, that came up at the, at the edge of the deck. <gasps> Centering. 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 Yeah.
0: Would you describe Origins. how that looks for
2: listeners? Oh, yeah. So, so these cards, I should, by Victoria Mosley. Uh, so she uh, she had this old stack of photos that um, she inherited them or found them. And so there are all these vintage photos from like the early 1900s oh. or maybe even late 1800s. Beautiful vintage images. And then she has put illustrations with lots of codes and everything all around them. So they're just super beautiful. This, That's the only word I can describe them, This is card, so beautiful. The centering card yeah. is mm-hmm. like,
1: can we see mm-hmm. it? Yeah. It's very so, Victorian um, gothic like black. It looks like it's a is that a man sitting in a mirror holding flowers? That's
2: That's a woman. She's oh, just is. a little okay. masculine, I guess. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So So yeah, it's that uh, is that cameo like? It's a bit like looking in the mirror. So, yeah, let me describe it visually. So, it's a bit like a Victorian frame that you would look in the mirror at. And there's flowers and and decorations around it too. Then in the center, and it is very centered, is a woman, and she's in this floating fabric. She's very angelic. And she's got the angel wings. No, she's got butterfly wings, which is about metamorphosis, of course. And she's also got flowers, lots of flowers. And so I what I'm reading from this card is just about getting centered for your change. Mm-hmm. Is that uh that when uh, when the tra- when transitions are happening, you gotta mm-hmm. be in your body, get really mm-hmm. centered, and that's the place of power. Because if we're trying to change, if we're trying to transform, we have to start from where we're at. Because mm-hmm. if we're not open to where we're at, then where how do we how do we expect to go from A to B if we're not even at A? Yeah. Uh. yeah. And you know this this brings up a point actually that I that I always uh, think about is. Uh, well, when it comes to racial equity, is that many white people are afraid to say I'm white. Hmm. They're just like they're super triggered mm-hmm. by saying I'm white, and uh, and so in that way, if we're not willing to say I'm white, then we're not willing to acknowledge yep. anything about race. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, that just kind of came up to me. I know that you ladies are social just as warriors too. Mm-hmm. So we have to accept and know where we are mm-hmm. in order to to change anything. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I love Beautiful that. Pull. Thank you for the
1: reading. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, in closing, let's do a basic blessing. This is something we are each grateful for today right now
2: oh
0: my gosh I'm so grateful for the family I have here on earth that loves me unconditionally it's an area that I feel very abundant in
1: mm. <sighs> I'm grateful for sunshine. I think I'm gonna take a walk today cause it's actually nice for once. And I definitely feel like seasonal depression. So I gotta soak it up while I can.
0: Wait. wait for the sun what yeah <laughs> isn't it usually nice in los angeles no the past
2: week it's been gloomy. no it has been it's been
0: bad mm. okay okay
2: <laughs> Well it's snowing here so for me i'm so grateful to be here today i'm so grateful for you two ladies and for this time and i'm just so grateful and blessed for all of the knowledge and wisdom that's been that's been given to me that that i have been led to it's been so good to uh, be able to to share this and to be able to share it from a place of, of groundedness and assuredness. You know, I suffered from uh, imposter syndrome and lack of confidence all my life. And through this work, through through being a recipient of this work and through knowing, to, to through being open to the truth, I finally been able to um, to step into to this. And so it just felt really good to be able to, to share this with you beautiful powerful ladies today and that's what i'm really grateful for
0: oh you too thank you so (laughs) much this was fucking fascinating
2: (laughs) yes such a joy
0: (laughs) so
1: Pim <laughs> witches. Yeah. Pimp, op, 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 above up, op, op, above up, op, op, op,
0: op, pimp, above
1: above above pimp, above up, basic basic pimp, 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 pimp
2: Basic. Witches.